joining me. I'm really excited. I've been following you and watching you and, you know, you're, I just, everything you do is like brings joy and, and um, I'm curious, you know, right now, especially we, we need a lot of joy. We need joy and we need magic. Um, and what, 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 what made you want to be a magician and how does food come into play and tell me all about the two and how they interplay? Well, like most young kids, uh, my father got me a little magic kit when I was like four or five years old. I've been doing magic uh, for, you know, maybe 35 years. I specialize in a subset of magic called mentalism and mind reading. It's the illusion of reading minds and uh, stuff like that. And we'll, maybe we'll try some stuff later in this little uh, Zoom meeting. I, but yeah, I've been into entertaining. I've been really into entertaining since I was born. Um, my name is Josh, which is kind of like a metaphor for my life because I've been joshing people from day one. <laughs> my goal in life really is to entertain, make people smile and laugh and sometimes cry with joy. Um, but <laughs> sometimes cry with joy? Since the age of five, I've been utilizing magic and now mentalism, mind reading to um, entertain. Like the goal is to make people smile. For me, it's not about a magic trick. It's more about people uh, being entertained and, and all about, um, my goal is to push positivity out into the world. Yes. And times like these, uh, there's no time like a time like this where everyone needs a little, if not a lot of positivity. The shows that I actually do uh, for corporations and individuals around the world uh, have a theme. My shows are now are about connection. The last couple of years, the th I like to show how you, I like to use mind reading, the magic tricks to show how we're all connected. And it's nothing like a nice little pandemic to show you how the world is really all connected. Absolutely. So tell us more about that. What's, uh, what struck you the most during this time um, for you in terms of connection and, and the pandemic? Well, I've been, I've been telling my audiences and friends that we're all connected. And, but it, it, and this, this pandemic is kind of proof. Like, you know, so someone in, you know, China gets a virus and next thing you know, the whole world is affected. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, that's why we really got to, you know, stay positive, I think. Yeah. Everything affects everything indirectly, directly. So that's why I think everyone really should learn to, I mean, in some situations it's tough, but I try to look at the bright side of everything mm. as a whole. So you get, that's why I really just love staying positive and, you know, short term and people, you know, people are getting sick and dying. That, that's awful. But yes. in the long term, I th as a, as a whole, I think we can get through it and be a stronger, better world to, to be honest. Absolutely. I agree. And I think someone like you and people like you and people who are light workers, you know, are really, their light is shining even brighter right now and your purpose and <clears throat> the purpose of people who are here on this earth to spread joy and good vibes and, 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 you know, positivity, I think even more so for me. And I, you know, it, it's so striking that this is what your, you know, what, what you're, you know, what you're supposed to be doing here on earth. And it takes a pandemic to sort of like solidify all that sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like when I started off this podcast, I started in, De in December because I wanted to have really meaningful conversations. And really like it, it, as soon as the pandemic this started, it, it, just, it just made 
so much more sense, you know, that in everything you're saying, we're connected and our purpose here is to, to spread light. And um, I want to hear more about, you know, the fact that, you know, you're in this, you're doing this magic and you're living this life. Like what, what gets you down, if anything? Well, it's interesting because my whole life uh, before the pandemic was the opposite of social distance. My whole life was social, uh, going out every day uh, and night, eating at different restaurants in New York, America, and the world, uh, entertaining uh, people um, in all cities in America, New York, the world. So the, the pandemic, be, my greatest fear is probably loneliness, but which is, which is social, being, so, being social distant to people is my, I don't want to say greatest fear, but is the opposite of my, of my, what my life was. So I don't want to, the thing is I like to look at the brights of everything. So I don't want to say it gets me down, uh, being alone, but luckily we have these, um, avenues to reach out to other people and see other people like these zoom meetings that we're yeah. doing. Yeah. And now more than ever, people really need to be entertained and need a, a shining light and, a, and positivity. So luckily there are, with technology, there are ways to connect. So I've been doing actually Zoom magic shows for people and birthdays and, and corporations every every week now. So people can find you on Instagram if they're- if, Yeah, foodiemagician.com. I do miss the human interaction, but, um, but people, but people, a lot of people and companies, they need, they want entertainment. They're, they're, they're craving entertainment, which is, yeah. which is good. Definitely. Yeah. Because it's like a team building thing. They need to be, they need to feel connected in a big way. Um, even though they're not together working. I agree. I mean, when I say it gets you down, it's like, I, cause I followed you on Instagram. I follow you and I see, you know, you talk a lot about like, this is like pandemic, not my jam. Like I need to be with people. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very funny the way you're, you know, you're very vocal about that. And it's true. I'm, I'm the same way in terms of like, I need to be around people and all of that. And it's, it's just taught me, to be very self-reliant more than I ever have been in my life. And it really got me down for a while, but then now it's sort of like, you know what? I am my own best friend. Okay. I am. Well, you really got to roll with the punches, as I say, yes. as I say, and, and, uh, but actually in the long term, it kind of makes you a stronger person. If you could be strong alone and internally, then it just, it just makes you a stronger person really. Yes, absolutely. I think now it's all about the endurance of it, you know, because now it's like, we know we can do it, but now it's like how much longer <laughs> because it feels like it's never going to end. There's someone power washing the outside, by the way. That's it's what, if, if, if the greatest thing, one of the greatest things of this pandemic is it actually taught me how to um, clean. Uh, Cause I used to have my cleaning lady come. So now I've, I've been cleaning more than ever. Have I cooked at all? No, I still do not cook. As the foodie magician, the only magician, mentalist, comedian in the world that eats at restaurants all day and all night during a pandemic, takeout all day, all night, just takeout, supporting all the restaurants, local Amazing. restaurants. Amazing. I want to talk about that. Yeah. I don't cook though, but I have not cooked one meal in my apartment, which I've been in for around eight years here. But I have learned to clean because got to get get rid of the dust. So that's a good thing. So thank you, coronavirus, for forcing <laughs> me to clean my apartment. <laughs> it's always a bright light bright side of pandemic that's great no it is the, i mean there's so many bright sides it's dark but it's there are bright sides to it for sure um so speaking of food you know i, I so you never cook you don't cook a thing not even you don't even make 
toast for breakfast. I don't no, I know I'm I'm, I'm an interesting uh, unique individual. I don't cook at all. I mean I can. I, I just choose not to. I'm obsessed with food and restaurants. Um that's my whole shtick. That's why they yeah. call me the foodie magician, not right. fruity, sometimes fatty magician. Um I just I just love going out and uh eating at restaurants and uh, I've always been obsessed and passionate about food but in 2006, I started a food blog, nycfoodie.com. This is before Instagram days. This is more closer to like the days of MySpace. Remember MySpace? Yes, I do. But um, so, because I was always into food and living in New York, um, the greatest city in the world, yep. uh, and, and with an amazing selection of awesome restaurants, uh, I would go out every day and night to different restaurants. My friends would know this, I was an expert and still am an expert in New York City restaurants. And they would always ask me for restaurant suggestions. So I started a blog, nycfoodie.com. And then of course, Instagram came about, you know, a couple of years later and, mm -hmm. and I started Instagramming every dish and restaurant I went to, you know. So I'm kind of like a walking Zagata. I'm a guide. I, if you can tell me where you are in New York, now I branch out to other cities in the, in the country, actually. But if you tell me where you are in New York, I could tell you where to eat. Okay, so I live on the Lower East Side right now. I'm gonna to move to Brooklyn soon, to Brooklyn Heights. So give me your top three Lower East Side picks and your top three Brooklyn Heights picks. Well, um, the Lower East, East, I live in the East Village, so not too far from you. The East Village Lower East Side is some, has some of the best restaurants in New York. Yeah. Um, if I was in the, is, and now are we talking delivery, takeout, or, or, or dine-in, like there was no pandemic? Oh. All right, let me just tell you, because there's so many great restaurants in the Lower East my favorite slice of pizza actually is in the Lower East Side, and I love pizza a little too much. Uh, Scars. I was going to ask you what Scars. I live on that. I was going to ask you what's your favorite pizza. Scars Pizza on Orchard Street between Canal and Hester is such a magical slice. If you really are into Italian, you can do a bang bang. You go to Scars for a slice or two of pizza, then you go across the street to Regina's Grocery and get a great Italian sandwich, which, um, which I haven't even tried yet, and I'm Italian. I know. Terrible. It's very good. It's very good. I love uh, Regina. She, she and her son are the, own that place. Very great, right, right across the street from Scars. Uh, down the block from Scars, of course, you got Kiki's, which is a nice, super casual, fun Greek restaurant. Love it. Um, then, if you go to East Broadway, you have the number one Malaysian cafe in all of New York, Kopitiam. K O P I T I A M. Kopitiam is a great Malaysian cafe. There's not too many Malaysian restaurants in Manhattan. Uh, you venture out to Queens, you get a couple more, but Copa TM on East Broadway, great Malaysian. You go down East Broadway um, towards the uh, East River on East Broadway, you got um, Wu's Wonton King on the corner of East Broadway in Essex. Great Chinese, like uh, roast pig, and if you eat that, or and they got crabs, very good. Um, then there's a newer restaurant on East Broadway called Ernesto's. Uh, yeah. The cuisine of the Basque Country. They opened up this year. I feel bad for a lot of these restaurants that just opened up and then they had to close. But there's a great. There's so many great restaurants on the Lower East Side. But those were. That's where I would take. I would take you on a little tour. We would go to um, Scars, Regina's, Kiki's, Wu's Wallentown King, and then I'll take you to Ernesto's for some. And then we can go to Ice and Vice for ice cream or the Donut Plant for a donut. Whatever you want. Oh my God, both. I I turn my scale off. So who cares? Who cares? Well, why don't we plan that after the pandemic or when we can socially, when everything's open? Well, at least I would think these places are open, right? I mean, they are, most of them open. Um, yeah, they are. They're doing takeout. Yeah, they are. They're all doing takeout. I don't know about Ernesto's, but they are doing takeout. Brooklyn Heights, of course, you've got um, 
Vinegar Hill House, of course, is a great American restaurant. Um, a lot of people love this Italian restaurant called Noodle Pudding. Um, have you heard of Noodle Pudding? No. It's kind of like this. Is it old school Italian? I don't know. I went, I went once. That's very good in uh, Brooklyn Heights. I just Brooklyn Heights, by the way, I'm glad you're moving there. I, I, every time I walk through it, these beautiful brownstones. And the best thing about Brooklyn Heights is they have a street called Love Lane, oh. which, which is when I do my magic shows to um, the, the first thing I tell my audiences is that magicians and mentalists perform tricks. Sometimes when I perform tricks, real magic happens. The only thing in life that's real magic is love. Hashtag still single. We will pull through. But anyway, so Love Lane in Brooklyn Heights, that's cool. So. Well, I have to say, you're saying everything. It's almost like you're reading my mind because I was going, <laughs> you really are. I was going to ask you about your hashtags because they actually crack me up. Like what? Like, but well, I, I, I try to do a lot of hashtag still singles because I eat, I eat so much food. Sometimes it's bad food. Sometimes it's good food. But I'm, I'm like, of course I'm single. All I do is eat all day. <laughs> you're not going to be single for long, Josh. Well, we'll see. No, it's well, true. It's true. It's true. Um, so what, well, you know, talk to us about that. How is it to, to date, you know, I mean, you know, dating a magician? I mean, are, are women like, do they, how does that, what happens there? Um, that's a great question. I don't, <laughs> I don't really, I don't want to say I don't go to many, I don't, I don't date often. I, I, you know, when there's no pandemic, I'm entertaining and events traveling the country um, most weeks. So I don't have to, I don't, I don't want to use an excuse as I don't have time today, but I don't have that much time. You, I'm very, so when I, people ask me a lot, like, how do you choose where to eat? Cause I eat, I literally eat at restaurants, different restaurants every day and night. I, I usually, the answer to that is I usually don't choose. I let the universe guide me. I, I rarely plan my meals. I let it happen very spontaneously. And um, so that's why I don't go on that many dates Cause I, then I have to plan something, which. Um, why can't you use the same principle as you do to choose a restaurant? Uh, as to, to um, well, the, the principle I used to choose a restaurant is, 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 is it's all spontaneous. Yeah, no, I'm here. I hear oh, I guess you're right. I guess I could do that. But no, but you, you know, with, when you go on a date, you want to make sure it's a little more set up and you don't want a girl getting pissed off at you. I will say I tend to also 90%, I would say nine and 10 times I go out with a date, maybe 10 and 10 at times I try to impress them with magic, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I like to stand out from the pack and do a little magic because most people on dates can't do what I can do, and I will show you in a moment what I can do. Okay, so if we were on a date, what would you do, Magic? Like, what? <laughs> we're on a date right now. Well, I would probably do an hour show, uh, show of Magic, Myron, and Comedy. You'd be like, um, cool, that was awesome, but um, don't you want to get to know more about me? And I'll be like, oh, not really. And then he was, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I was going to say, so what I was saying is, I specialize in mentalism. This is mind reading, but when I was younger, I used to do card tricks. Uh, my name, I went to a, I'm from New York, but my, I went to a college called Bucknell University in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Business major, minor in film studies. My nickname was the card man. I used to do drunk, I used to do card tricks to drunk fraternity people. Now I do it to drunk people that aren't fraternities. But let me try <laughs> something with you right now because, um, and I know we're over Zoom and this is all virtual. Can you see the deck of cards? Can you see it? Yeah. You can see it, right? I'm, in this deck, I reversed one card. Mm -hmm. I'll show you that just using a simple card trick, how you and I are connected. There's 52 cards in the deck. I want you to name out loud a card, any card you want. What card do you want? Take your time. There's red, there's black, you know, you know the names of the cards, right? Well, let's start with this. Do you want a red card or black card? I want a red card. Okay, that narrows it down to um, uh, hearts or diamonds. Do you want a heart or a diamond? A heart. 
Of course. Now this is where it gets interesting. We're narrowing it down. Remember, there's 52 cards. We're getting to the hearts. The ace, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, jack, queen, or king. Take your time with this. I'll show you the power of connection in one moment. Which heart do you want? Take your time. Got it. Say it out loud so you're, everyone can hear. Jack. Okay, the jack of hearts. Now, let me ask you something. Is that a random card or a card that means something to you? Random. Okay, I knew you and I were connected because this whole time I've not left your sight. I've been holding this deck of cards. But, of course, I've also had this red card in my hand the whole time. Of course, the card I had in my hand the entire time talking to you has been the jack of hearts, the card that you just said. But wait a minute. I have not left your sight. In, in this deck, I told you from the beginning, I reversed one card. You can see they're all faced one way, right? Uh-huh. Uh. No, no. But you see there's a card. Can you see there's a card reversed? Yes. Yes. Right? Of course, the card that I reversed in the deck is the Jack of Hearts, the card that you just said. I said we're gonna, but there's more because I knew I'd be on the, on, on the Zoom with you. Amazing. So excited. I was like, oh, my God, how much cologne should I put on? I got to smell good <laughs> on the Zoom. I drew a picture of you. Just look. Watch. Take off her hat. She reaches into the hat and takes out a card out of every card. Do you see what's there? Get out. Anyways, that's um, that's – that's some card mind reading connection. That is amazing. Oh my usually, God. By the way, I would hard. never bring three, three decks of cards on a date. Usually it's just one. So yeah. I no, I, I, I totally got it. That's, that's really, really cool. Wow. Wow, Josh. I mean, who wouldn't like, there you go. Like that's all you need to do. And then the woman's like putty in your hands. Well, maybe. <laughs> or completely terrified. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> right. I, I saw the segment of when you were on uh, Seth Meyers, and um, that, was, that was really funny when um, you totally freaked him out. How did you do that? How do you know the restaurant that someone's thinking about? I'm good. Well, I'm good at my job. Oh, you, <laughs> do, are you on your computer right now? I am. Okay, here. I'll, do you have your phone near you? I do. Well, because so my signature trick as a foodie magician is I people think of restaurants in New York or whatever city they're in and I read their minds. And I did that to Seth Myers on his show. He was thinking of a restaurant and I, and I guess it virtually we're gonna do a little differently. Um what's oh actually are you allowed to say your phone number? Because I want I wanna <laughs> no. you know you know what? I'm gonna put in the chat no I'm gonna put I wanna text you a phone number that you're gonna call. It's gonna be a rest, but I don't wanna uh okay. here. I don't have your number though. Um, right. Shoot. <laughs> oh, never mind. I won't do this trick. I because I, I got a tech. There's a my trick that I've been doing with the restaurants. I text someone um, a phone number to a restaurant in New York, and whatever restaurant that you think about or say, it'll be the restaurant, and you call it up, and it's the restaurant. We don't have to do it because I don't want everyone to hear your phone number. So we'll do it. Now. I can't. Oh do it. no! Let's do it. Darn it! I don't have. Okay. I don't. All right. We'll do another trick. Um. All right, so let me try to get up, get on your wavelength and, and my wavelength. We got the jack of hearts. I'm going to write down. Um, I'm going to write down a number on this piece of paper. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm putting the pencil down. I don't think there's anything. I wrote down nothing in my hand. I wrote down a number uh -huh. between one and a hundred. Yep. Take your time. Name a number out loud between one and a hundred. Let's see how close you get to what I wrote or how connected we are. What well, name a number between one and a hundred? Take your time. Seven. What? 47. Now, is that random or mean something to you? 
<laughs> it was, just doesn't mean anything to no, me. But I, it's crazy. We must be connected because the number I wrote before you said it was exactly 47. Ah. <laughs> no, on my, now, so on my phone, I have a list of 100 different celebrities. Wow. Um, at 47 yeah. um, is a celebrity. They're all different. And I'm going to show you, and hopefully you'll, you'll be able to pick this up. Do you want to keep 47? That would mean that that'll mean keeping one celebrity or do you want to switch to a different number, which will be a different celebrity. So it's up to you because this has everything to do with the power of connection, the power of magic. Do you want to keep 47 or change it and come close? Okay. I'll change it. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So changing 47 is changing to a different celebrity. Some reason you felt compelled in your heart and your mind to change it to what number? Can I tell you? I'm telling you now 72. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to go to my notes. Hopefully you can see this. I'm going to go to celebrities. So now they're all different. Can you, is, are you able to see all of them or no? Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Tom, number one. Ben Affleck, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. They're all different, right? Yeah. Um, but you, for some reason, went from 47 to 72. And um, who's at 72? I can't see. Uh, uh, go up a little bit, up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning, right. Uh, 72 is. Oh my God, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. Okay, so you switch. You could have gone with. You could have gone with. Favorite. Yeah. with Angelina Jolie, but you, for some reason, felt compelled in your heart to switch to to seventy two. Who's Audrey Hepburn? Out yeah. of a hundred different celebrities, you went with Audrey Hepburn. I did. So Means something to you? She does. Oh my yeah. God, she's like my idol. But I told you that from the beginning of this little um, podcast Zoom that my shows are about connection. I knew that you and I were connected, and somehow you went with seventy two. Audrey Hepburn, because Audrey Hepburn has actually been staring at you throughout this entire little chat right over here. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn, one of your favorite actresses. You went with her. We're what? Connected. Stop. Get out. Okay, Josh just walked up in his room to a photo of Audrey Hepburn. Are you serious? You went with, and I knew that you must have been a fan of her she's your fave she's your fave you idolize her like you are audrey hepburn style icon <gasps> oh my god josh that that's crazy i don't know how you did that but oh, i'm, I'm going away wow oh my god yeah i want to try some more just because i feel like we're i feel like we're on the same wavelength here um it's about 220 okay yeah yeah. I'm going to change the time on my watch to a different time. I'm going to go with this time. I'm going to hold the watch here so I can't change. I'll show you the power of connection. Can you name a time, any time of day? Take your time. I'll keep this here. Okay. Um, 9, 12. 9, 12. Um, now, is that a random time or a time that means something to you? It's the, it's the day and month I was born. Okay, it's crazy because I didn't know that, but before you said 912, it's the exact time I put my watch. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> wow. And uh Oh my god, you're amazing. We're connected. You we are connected. We are connected. I mean, this is this is so fun. I could do this all day long. So could I, because I literally have nothing else to do. <laughs> quarantine and chill, baby. Quarantine and chill. Wow. No, I, do walks. I do social distance strolls when it's nice out. 
that's good. You, you, you need to exercise. You need to be out and get fresh air. I mean, I usually walk like a couple miles to get pizza and then come back, which is kind of, well, it kind of cancels each other out. I walked <laughs> to Brooklyn yesterday. That's I great. To, yeah. What did you do in Brooklyn? I went to um, FNF Pizzeria. It's good pizza. My favorite pizza in oh, the I world. I saw that on your Instagram. Is that your favorite, you said? My favorite's Lucali in Carroll Gardens. That is my favorite, too. That's my favorite pizza. That's the best pizza in America, if not the world. All around, it's amazing. FNF Pizzeria is very good, too. It's not too far away in Carroll. Also, I think in Carroll Gardens, um, from the guys that do Frankie's uh, Spentino. Yeah. FNF is good. I love pizza. I love everything, to be honest. If you put uh, food in front of me, I will eat it and make it disappear. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What is, um, but the fact that you're doing all this and, and, and bringing, you know, just, you know, just talking about restaurants and eating out at restaurants and keeping all the restaurants in, you know, in your sphere to kind of get the word out right now to, you know, you know, support them is amazing. And, you know, we at the podcast are, I just have to say, we're really, you know, aside from your amazing magic, the fact that you were supporting restaurants as you do is really something that we were drawn to and, you know, um, doing good for the planet. Um, just curious, like, what is your favorite restaurant? Well, I love favorite no, no, I love hundreds of restaurants for different reasons. I, I like so many. I, 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 I mean, I, there's restaurant like in Williamsburg, Brooklyn called Lilia. I really like their- Oh, I like that place. Yeah, I like great. Lilia in Williamsburg. Uh, I like Resdora on 20th Street for the, the, it's the cuisine of the, Emilia, the area of Italy called Emilia Romana. Resdora does a great job. Also, Osteria Marini does Emilia Romana cuisine. That's the region of Italy. Coach Korean Steakhouse is the number my favorite Korean steakhouse wow. barbecue in the country. Wow. Um, I'm a big sushi addict. There's well, there's a lot of sushi in the. I've been eating a lot of sushi during the pandemics. Some people. Are, I know early on told me they were afraid to eat sushi. No, I haven't gotten sick. I'm fine. It's good. It's fine. There's a place near me called Pado. Good bang for your buck sushi. Up your east side, you got Ishikawa and Sushi Nas that are doing takeout. And these are sublime sushi restaurants. Hanoi House has great Vietnamese food. One of my favorite restaurants in the world, and I have I don't know if it's open during the pandemic, is called Gaia Italian Cafe. It's in the Lower East Side, actually, on Houston Street in Suffolk. This woman bakes her own cracker bread. Her name is Gaia. And she puts like little panini, you know, makes paninis out of ho on homemade cracker bread. From Abrasso, A-B-R-A-C-O, Abrasso on 7th Street, 1st Avenue, best coffee shop in New York. Strong, strong cold brew. They do an awesome olive oil cake, great pastries. Too, the pastries are too good. But anyways, I like a lot. I can talk about restaurants for, for I know them all. I just eat all. It's my thing. It's, Foodie your, thing. it's your jam. I love it. So what's next for you, uh, foodie magician? What are you going to do? Like, what's the next, like, what's, what's, what's the big plan? Is there a plan? Uh, you're talking about long-term during pandemic, out of pandemic now, tomorrow, tonight. Um, I mean, I'm just talking. There's like, no, I mean. What's your, what, what do you, what's your kind of, what do you want to see happen in the, like, I, I, I always, now it's like right now we're sort of, looking ahead of ahead for a while we we're like okay we're in it we're in it now it's like what is it going to look like what what's i know it's hard to plan things right now but i mean like what would you want to see happen or what do you want to see like just just sort of what's your feeling about the future for well, yourself i would love uh i would love a, a vaccine to the coronavirus so everyone heard no. <laughs> and we can go back to the good old days. You know, thinking about what I was doing in February and early March, uh, and I was, you know, I, I still remember 
some meals I had in early March, which was like three months ago. But it feels like February and March to me now feels like three years ago. It feels like a different time. Yeah. Because coming out of this pandemic, I think things are going to be a little, well, not like they used to be. It's going to be, in terms of, you know, for someone who dines at restaurants all the time, it's good. the restaurant landscape, I think, is going to be totally different. I mean, because a lot of these restaurants, you know, they don't, I don't know if there's, what kind of guidelines are going to be like, can you, do you have to open like to 50% or 25% capacity, which is crazy, especially in New York where the rents are, the restaurant industry or before the pandemic were on such thin margins to just to break even it was a struggle. So now I don't know how the landscape is going to look, but I'm going to keep on dining out and taking out and supporting any way I can yeah. for life goals. Of course, ideally I'd like to have a TV show. Okay. Uh, food, travel, magic, kind of like an Anthony Bourdain meets Robin Williams meets David Blaine, uh, RIP to uh, Robin and Anthony, God bless them. But, um, but um, in terms of the uh, environment, I'll keep on doing Zoom uh, virtual magic shows and trying to make people smile and laugh, I guess. Yeah, no, but I love, but this is great. I love that you want to do a show. I think I totally see that in your future, by the way. I see that. I see it. Uh, well, one more thing before I go, because I did get a vision this morning of a name and I, and I wrote down a name on the back of a card and I put it in my wallet, which is in my back pocket right now. Uh, we, I, no one probably can know this. I don't know this. What was the name of your grandmother on your mom's side? Lillian. Lily. Lily? Lily. Yeah. Okay, this is, I'm freaking out. Now, you know, there's no way I could have known that, right? Because, first of all, my hands are empty. In, hold on, I, I want to make sure the camera can see this. In my, uh, hold on. In my wallet, all day long, I had this business card. And on the back this morning, I wrote, the name Lily, L-I-L-Y. Oh. Name your grandma. Isn't that crazy? Oh. Anyways. You know what's so funny, Josh? She owned a restaurant. What, which restaurant? She owned a restaurant called Mama Rizzo's. She was an amazing cook. She was oh, nice Jewish girl. Beautiful. Um, totally. Mama Rizzo's up in, um, up near um, uh, uh, Lake George. And it's still there, even though it changed hands many times. My my grandmother was like known up there and she came from Italy, opened a restaurant at 50 years old, even though she came here when she was very young, when she was a little girl. But she just wanted to open a restaurant, you know, and she did. And she was she was a badass and a very strong woman, so and an amazing cook. So it kind of all circles back. I know, I, I know. I, knew. I, I mean, I Wow. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Stay positive, stay healthy, and uh, keep up the magic. Thank you so much. And, and you too. Mwah.